when I start meeting with docs, I, my first goal with them is letting them understand that when you go out to be an entrepreneur, it's a, you know, it's, it can be a very daunting task, but it's very rewarding. And it starts with figuring out how you're going to afford to follow this vision. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. What's up, Remarkables? Hey, welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Man, I've really been looking forward to the conversation that we're going to get in today. We're going to talk to our Remarkable Launch expert, Jeff Halberg. Jeff, I'm psyched for this conversation to talk about what does it mean to launch a practice, whether they're a recent graduate who's come out of school, is ready to open up their own practice, or they're a seasoned associate doctor who's ready to graduate from their associateship and move in and start their own practice. Or maybe they're that hardcore entrepreneur, enterprise client, or enterprise chiropractor who's got multiple brick and mortars who are looking to plant their next brick and mortar practice. I'm excited to have this conversation around launch. And uh, we'll actually talk a little bit about our remarkable launch process and remarkable launch program. Jeff Halberg, welcome to the call, brother. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I look forward to uh, talking talking about the process as these docs look to get out and follow the entrepreneurial spirit of owning their own practices. So good, man. Oh, so, uh, you know, I always like to know a little bit about the messenger before I hear the message. So uh, I'm sure that's true for all of our listeners. You know who you're talking to right now. You're talking to a bunch of hardcore chiropractors, right? So these are on purpose driven entrepreneurial chiropractors. Uh, who either self-identify as CEOs, <laughs> they're owners of businesses usually, or maybe they're associates who one day want to be their own owner, the owner of their own business, right? So, or maybe they're in the build season of their career and they're getting ready to scale. But I know we've got some student listeners out there too, who are technically in the launch season of their career. So they're just getting ready to open up their first practice, their first year of practice. So, you know, knowing who you're talking to, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, man, tell your story. Uh, I love this story. I loved it the day I heard it. And the second I heard you talk about chiropractic, I said to myself, oh my gosh, if I could only get every chiropractor to be as fluent and as switched on in chiropractic as this guy is, we'd be uh, we'd be able to change the planet. So welcome, man. Yeah. So uh, my background's in commercial real estate and development, been building and developing uh, real estate projects around the country for the last 22 years. About seven years ago, I'd was part of a development process where we built a large power center here in the Denver, Colorado area. It was a who's who of retailers. And I had a space that I couldn't lease for about eight years. I had the whole, I had 300,000 square feet of retail leased in six months. And I had one space that sat vacant for about eight years. Fortunately, a young, very entrepreneurial doctor came in and he wound up leasing that space from me. And through that relationship, he asked me, he said, just out of the blue, he said, Hey, Jeff, are you under care of the chiropractor? And I kind of laughed. I said, Hey, you know, my neck and back don't hurt. Don't need a chiropractor. He laughed back at me. He said, well, I'm going to maybe change your perspective on that. And therein lied my educate where began my education on principal cared chiropractic. Candidly, I was blown away. 
I had no idea about the power of the principle of chiropractic. He educated me on the central nervous system and subluxation and how it's all tied together. Where, and if you're uh, the tree of life in your body, so to speak, is not functioning properly, it affects all the other issues that you might be having maladies and afflictions, be it allergies, having trouble, having children. I mean, the as you know, the laundry list is long. If your central nervous excuse me, central nervous system isn't functioning properly, the problems you can be having on your daily life. Through that relationship and continued education, I really began to see the power of chiropractic. I saw it in people's lives that were getting changed who had been, you know, going to their primary care physician, getting band-aids put on the fire hose of their real problems who wound up getting under care with a principal care doctor and seeing their lives change after 40 years of life. These were people telling their stories who, you know, had never gone to a chiropractor before and now they were living their best lives possible. Candidly, I was blown away. I could not believe the power of chiropractic and getting under care with someone that's very principle oriented where you're on a continued care health plan, how it could really affect you in this such great a way versus getting on a pharmaceutical drug that's not working. So they give you another one and another one and another one, which was really just barely doing anything to dent the problems. So once I was educated on that, I became, I started, it became a, one of my goals to help change, use my skill set, which is in commercial real estate negotiation, site selection, you know, consulting with prospects to find spaces to help change the paradigm of healthcare through education. And I wanted to help as many young doctors around the country get open, open their practice, their principal practices, so they could go out and do the heavy lifting of educating people in those communities around the country. I felt that I'm a very well-educated person. And here I was 43 years old, and I'd never heard anything about this before. I could only imagine the amount of people in this country that have no idea that were like me. I don't need a chiropractor. I was like, I don't have any neck and back pain. What do I need it for? Really, I found the neck and the back pain to kind of be the tail of the dog, so to speak. The, the tail is the neck and back pain. The dog is all the other things that you might be battling because you were born with that subluxation. It continues right. throughout life. So that's right. So Jeff, you um, you kind of happened upon chiropractic, like so many of us did, right? So so many of us do. You're in real estate, real estate developer, doing giant projects, big projects. You had an empty space to fill. You come across a chiropractor who's like, yeah, I'll take this space. <laughs> like, I'm going to make this space work. This is perfect for me, that big parking lot, right? Yes. Uh, and you know, in the process, you end up in a workshop. You hear the message. You get switched on. One part, you know, shock and awe. Another part, disbelief. If I remember the first time you told me the story, is like, next thing you know, you're like, are these, are these people telling these testimonials? Are these staged? I mean, this right. couldn't possibly be true, right? And uh, lo and behold, you're, you know, became a great chiropractic patient and chiropractic advocate, which is just awesome. Uh, so you've set out as, you know, the way you word it to me is it became a mission where you wanted to put a principled chiropractor in every community, right? So I, I just love that. So how's that pro project going? How's that process and that mission going? How many chiropractic practices have you quote unquote opened uh, since that day? I feel very blessed to say that I've been a bit, I have had the opportunity to work with 500 dynamic entrepreneurial chiropractors and been part of their team to open their offices around the country. So I That's feel like amazing. I'm starting to make a dent in my initial goal of changing the paradigm of healthcare through education because the chiropractor's doing the hard work, right? They're the one getting into the community. They're educating like I was educated. I'm just bringing my certain skill set to help get their foot started, which can be very daunting. 
opening up a car, get leasing a space, going through all the processes involved with construction, negotiation, site selection is my skill set to let them go and do the heavy lifting, which has changed lives. And you can't put a dollar sign on something like that. That's amazing, man. So a non-chiropractor <laughs> who didn't set out to do this uh, was called to use your skill set to open uh, over 500 chiropractic practices in the last, it sounds like seven years. You know, I, I guess um, that answers the question, why are you our remarkable expert for the remarkable practice uh, when it comes to opening and launching a practice? So let's have a conversation about launch. Uh, let's talk about, we can talk about the, what we call the remarkable launch process. And I just want to let our listeners know that we're going to, we're going to be making reference to an infographic that we created for our remarkable launch program. That's a 21 step roadmap, uh, which essentially simplifies the organization of a very complex process into a 21 step, let's call it what it is, paint by numbers, right? So checklist driven stepwise process that we come alongside you and guide you everything that you need to know through what we call the five stages of the launch process. So we're going to give that away, right? So we want to make sure that you've got something to hold in your hand to look at as we have this conversation, because I know so many of you are listening to this as a podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, hint, hint, you should be watching this on YouTube. We'll put this up on the screen as we go. Uh, but for the rest of you, there's a link here uh, in the show notes where you can download your own copy of this infographic of the 21 step roadmap to your own remarkable launch. So Jeff, let's frame this out. So we've created this five phases or five stages of the launch process, but just for context, what I want, I want to just kind of paint the picture of like who this is for, for anyone who's in school, like as a chiropractic student is thinking about, Hey, I'm going to be graduating inside of the next, let's say six to 12 months, maybe. So I'm starting to really get my head around you know, opening up my own practice. I'm, I, I really don't know what I don't know. Right. So can you please, you know, ask me the questions that I should be asking so that I can actually start, you know, formulating this and I can set myself up for success. So this is really programmatic. It's a recipe for how to help people get there. So I just want to let people know, understand that, that this is designed for whether you're a year away from graduating chiropractic school or you're fresh out of school, or like I said, you've been in an associateship position and you're ready to open a practice, let's say a year from now, this program is written for you, right? So there's five stages. The first one is vision story, which we call your vision story, right? So what's your vision for your for success for your practice and getting clarity around that? Number two, it's your plan. Once you have a vision story, you've got to commit it to a plan and it's actually sections to this plan, business plan, marketing plan, your team plan, financial plans, et cetera. There's your plan so that you can communicate it to the people that you'll need to recruit to make this a reality. Then there's the search, your search, the search for your ideal location, right? So this is an incredibly complex process that we make very simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. Number four is the build out, which of course is creating this thing, whether it needs to be built as a building or more likely a build out in a space that you've rented all the way through this, finding the contractor, building your dream team, getting your designs done, getting your floor plan down, bringing in designers, et cetera, right? So that's the build out process. And then it's actually the launch, which is being open for business, right? So starting with a soft launch, getting the uh, sort of nuts and bolts worked out, and then having your big grand opening launch, right? So vision, plan, search, build out, launch. Jeff, you've opened over 500 practices, worked with many more chiropractors than that. I'm going to ask you the question, 
Where are the blind spots? Where are the oversights? Where do people show up being like, man, I just, <laughs> I didn't know I needed to know that. I didn't, I wasn't thinking about that. Well, they show up just, let's, let's face it, unprepared, right? So they're coming to you and their questions they probably ask are, hey, help me find a spot or help me negotiate this lease or whatever. And I know you, you're usually like, time out, <laughs> you know, let's have a conversation per first and let's make sure that you do this right. Let's save you time. Let's say you save you pain, brain damage. Let's get, make sure you sleep well at night. And of course, save you some money. So yep. first one, vision. When it comes to the vision story of what success looks like to them, where's the blind spots? Where are the things that people don't even know that they should know help them see around corners on this one? Yeah, the, I think the key on the vision part is definitely understanding what kind of practice you want to operate. A lot of docs will come out of school lacking. Do they want to have a pediatric practice? Do they just want to work on adults? And they, they, kind of, they start talking to their mentors and their peers from school that may have graduated from with them a little bit earlier. And they've already talked to me and I'm hustling, looking at locations and doing, and then, and their vision still hasn't been created in their own mind of the, how they're going to make an impact in their community based on the type of patients they want to serve. I think it's key that you figure that out first before you would talk to a real estate professional. Cause then once we get into looking at spaces, we will we'll be looking at demographics and I mean, making sure that if you're serving families, your demographic is, you know, the larger part of your demographic is a family type of atmosphere, as well as then you get into the design of the office. You know, if you're seeing a certain patient load, you want to make sure your office is designed around the people that you are serving specifically. Those are, that would be one of the biggest things as it starts with vision is understanding the practice that you want to have that's going to help the people on your team serve you best so that you can get yourself positioned in the right location so you can be successful to start. Yeah, I remember going through this process myself, man. It's been a minute. You know, <laughs> I'm going back 25 years, you know, but I have in the last 25 years probably had 2,500 conversations about opening practices. And, you know, I started actually, I cut my teeth in coaching, um, running the, um, the launch program. So, you know, I spent a lot of time on campuses, a lot of conversations, my first five years in coaching, I was all over the, all over the world, speaking to students about how to do this right. Because I felt like my wife and I, Camilla and I, we did this right. We had some great guidance some great mentors and great systems to follow. So I can remember this process. It was like a zooming in process, right? So my wife's from Sweden. I'm from Boston. We were we were going to school at Life in Atlanta. So the world was our oyster, so to speak, right? So we knew a couple of things, right? So we knew we wanted to be close enough to be able to take care of our families, right? So one of the two families. So we knew we were going to be in the Boston area or we were going to be in this in Sweden, right? So, you know, the reality was, is we knew that we didn't want to be spending all of our time telling all these people and these families how important it is that your family's under regular chiropractic care and knowing that we weren't taking care of our family. Right? So our, our two-part plan was, hey, you know what? Let's practice in Boston. We'll take care of my family because we knew we wanted to be in the U.S., not in Sweden. And let's inspire Camilla's one or both of her sisters to become chiropractors and they can take care of her family in Sweden. And that's what we, that's exactly what we did. That was just part of our plans. Like first, like what country do we want to be in? Then what state do we want to be in? Then what town do we want to be in? And what is the environment you want to be in? Is it, is it do urban setting, suburban, rural, right? So where do we want to spend our time? And then where do we want to live? Practice where you, where you want to work, but live where you love to play and be, right? So it's like all these these exercises we went through where we just zoned in and that was, you know, do you want to be in a 
commercial building or in a strip mall? Or do you want to be in a, what I thought at the time, a, an old charming Victorian downtown that, you know, that we could renovate, right? I'm so glad we didn't do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Or do we want to be in this commercial district or in a retail space or in a professional building, right? Like you get to really start narrowing all that sort of stuff down. And next thing you know, it was, well, how do you want to practice to your point? Like, you know, do we want to take care of whole families? Do we, you know, we were both Gonstead doctors. So we knew the technique that we wanted to do. And then is it, is it adjusting only, or is it, are you going to have modalities? Are you going to offer like a, a smorgasbord of wellness lifestyle options? And yeah, you know, so you've got to really get super clear on exactly what do you want your practice to look like? If you were to say, close your eyes, I want you to see what I see. You've got to start with a clear vision story before you start capturing everything into a plan so that you can bring in the right experts to help you manifest it, right? So that, that's a perfect segue into the plan. So when we talk about the plan, we have the practice plan, we have the business plan, we have the financial plan that's part of the business plan, we have the marketing plan. There's a lot of planning here, right? So, and then of course you've got the actual floor plan and the build out. So Jeff, sorry to throw that bag of problems on your desk, but there, I, I'm guessing that the docs show up in your office and you're like, oh, tell me about your practice plan. Tell me about your business plan. Tell me about your financial plan. Tell me about your, and like they're looking at you right deer in the headlights. Am I right? Yes. Um, most are at that point, the plan is, Hey, I want to open a practice and it hard stop. <laughs> so my first, when I start meeting with docs, I, my first goal with them is letting them understand that when you go out to be an entrepreneur, it's a you know, it's, it can be a very daunting task, but it's very rewarding. And it starts with figuring out how you're going to afford to follow this vision. You need to start really talking with the financial side of it. Lost my, most of all my docs come to me with $250,000 in student loan debt, They've never operated a business before and have zero assets. They have to go out and getting another business loan to get this process off the ground. And that's key because a landlord will not deal with an unproven entity unless he feels that they have the security to get their business off the ground. A lot of them will get past the risky nature of knowing that the doctor does have the student loans and does have the limited assets. But if they have the money and the vision, then they typically will jump in the deep end of the pool with us to work with us to get me the things I need to get the doctor so I can get his best foot forward in practice. Man, I remember this conversation that I had. It was, there were two, two people, Paul Sims, and Glenn Ingalls, can you believe I remember the name of the bank? This was literally the two vice presidents of the bank. One was in charge of lending. One was, a, I think, a mortgage guy that sat in. And I can remember how I walked into that office and I had probably too much swagger, <laughs> too much confidence, <laughs> right? I wasn't co- I wasn't cocky, but this wasn't my first business. Like chiro- my chiropractic practice was my second business. I had already started a business, run a business. I had already gone to, you know, the school of hard knocks on running a business. So, so I, I had a sense of like what I needed to be able to show them. In fact, I had really diluted down my business plan because I thought that we were going to be able to go to 500 a week between the two doctors. And I took that down to like 300 a week and I showed them a collection visit average. And I, I showed the projections of what it looks like over the next five years and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I had everything, you know, everything that I thought I needed in there, which was, I, I wish I still had a copy of that, that business plan because it was probably a disaster, but long story short, I came in and they, and, and I and went to hand them the business plan and I put my hand on it. And I was like, I was like, listen, I'm sure you've 
read better business plans than this is like, I'm a doctor, not a, not a, you know, I, I didn't go to business school and I prepared this myself. But before you read that, let me tell you why we're going to be successful. And I just told them the story. I told them the chiropractic story. I told them what we we're going to do in this community. I told them our vision. I told them what we were committed to do in the community. And they both sat back <laughs> and they're like, you know, that was a great meeting. We'll review a plan, whatever. They both, that they said yes to it. They gave, they gave me the money. I mean, there was Camilla and I, we had nothing but a half a million dollars in debt between the two of us. And we were looking to sign a, like a $250,000 lease for five years for this awesome spot next door. We didn't have a pot to piss in, right? So we had, you know, no silver spoon here. And there was no patients lined up waiting for us. Can't believe they gave us the money, right? So, but at the end of the day, they both became patients in our practice. Okay. And their entire families became patients in our practice. And I got to be friends with them. I was, and I asked them two, three, four years later when we were just being really successful. I was like, what were you thinking? <laughs> what were you thinking, man? <laughs> like, why did you give us that loan? Why'd you give us that money? I was like, were you out of your mind? And they were like, we laugh about that because before you came in for that meeting, we said to each other, like, have you reviewed this guy's business plan? It's like, do you think he's really going to be able to do this? Is like, this guy's out of his mind, whatever he doesn't know. He's just a kid. Let's just, let's give him some guidance and send him on his way kind of thing. Right. He said, well, if we would both go to these guys and be their patients, let's give them the money. But we have to both agree we'd be patients to these guys. So long story short, these guys both became patients. At the end of that meeting, they were like, let's give them the money. This guy's, they're going to do it, right? So it's just, I just want to weigh in on that because I want people to recognize that the power of a story, like they knew that we had clarity. We, they knew we had the conviction and the certainty and the passion. And from there, what we're going to need was money. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to need the money to make sure that we weren't undercapitalized going into this. And, and, and to that, to that point, I mean, the amount of times I'm on the phone with landlords and brokers with broker calls me up and they say, Jeff, you know what? There's just too much, too much risk in this deal. This guy's got no money. He's got all this debt. He's got no assets. And I say, let me just talk to the landlord. Let me have 15 minutes of his time. And then I start walking him through, not the real estate deal, but why he needs to look past the personal financial statement, read between the lines and why this guy's going to be successful. And I explain to them. And when I get, usually when I get that, if I get the landlord on the phone, I 90% close the guy because I, I show him the success that this pattern has with principal cared chiropractic, which is different than say a joint franchise where you're looking at doing 30, $30 adjustments. You want to do as many $30 adjustments as possible. And that's your business model. This is getting people on continued cared health plans to work with them, to show them how by working with them, the body's innate ability to cure itself and these plans of how they're set up. So the, the patients, it's a reoccurring patient, why these guys are so incredibly successful. I mean, I would say of my 500 offices, my least performing office sees about 170 patients a week to the, in the joint business, because I deal with the joint, right? On the yeah. landlord side, if they're seeing 80 patients a week, that's a very successful franchise for them. That's right. That would be a failed practice for one of my clients that's almost. Right. And, and it, so it really get, I get into the weeds and I mean, more than often than not, they say, well, were you a chiropractor before you were, uh, <laughs> were you a real estate professional? I say, no, but I just fortunately been blessed to work with very dynamic minds who have educated me. And you'll be calling me five years from now when my client wants to either expand or potentially buy your building. <laughs> so <laughs> good, man. I love that. I love these stories. Uh, and I hope our listeners are finding this encouraging. So, uh, you know, I want to make sure that as you hear us go things, through things like, the practice plan, which includes, you know, your product, like what's for sale here, your process and procedures, like how do you deliver the value? What's your SOP? 
your care plans. What are you going to do for recommendations for care or in payment plans? How are the patient's going to pay for that? Are you going to, are you going to be a cash model or an insurance model, third-party pay, a cash-like model? Are you going to set up MRR, monthly recurring revenue? Well, gosh, I hope you are. Like there's all, you have to have all of these plans in place, your office policies, right? So policies are the guardrails that protect the patient's experience and you, therefore their outcomes, which is going to be your brand reputation and whether they stay, pay, and refer. Your practice schedule, right? That's part of this planning process. Your business plan, which of course is going to start with your vision, your mission and your purpose, right? So those things have to be expressed at the beginning of the vision of your business plan. And you have to materialize those through the business plan. So people have to see, this is how I'm going to walk out that mission. And this is what I'm going to use those monies for. This is what we're going to expect and project to be able to produce for revenues and for profits, right? So being able to account for those, all of the costs and the expenses associated with that. So it's time to grow up, right? And to present a real business plan, OPEX, operational expenses, et cetera. And having six months of working capital, for example, your marketing plan, which is identifying what's your ideal patient and your avatar, you know? So doing demographic psychographic studies, what are the problems that you love to solve? What's your, you know, what, what is your ideal patient or patients? What do they look like? You've got to be able to articulate that. It's going to drive your branding, your brand promise, your unique selling proposition, your brand message, right? Your marketing budget. You've got to be able to establish a marketing budget around that. And then of course, there's your financial plans, which projections, construction costs, OPEX, financial reporting systems, your financial expert team. This may feel overwhelming to you just hearing this list, but just know that we cover all of this inside of our the Remarkable Launch program itself. So if those of you are listening right now, I'm like, man, you know, I'm going to need some help with this. I'd love somebody to come alongside with us. We have this program for you where you can follow a system, a proven system, a step-by-step -step process with a coach that will facilitate this for you, come alongside you, and you get to work with Jeff and myself, right? Hey, Remarkables, do you know where your next 100 new patients are coming from? Have you developed a fully leveraged marketing machine where you have total confidence that you'll predictably smash your goals month after month after month? What would it mean to your practice if you were to consistently see an additional 15, 20, 25 or more additional qualified new patient leads coming into practice every month? CEOs, make this your reality. Join us for the annual Remarkable Attraction Marketing Immersion, October 6th and 7th in Phoenix, Arizona, and October 27th and 28th in Adelaide, Australia. Click the link in the show notes below and register your team now. Stop leaving tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table due to lackluster internal new patient referrals. Stop wasting time and spinning your wheels trying to figure out how to get butts and seats for your outside speaking events. Stop throwing good money after bad on digital marketing that's just not working. Doc, you should be seeing a five times to 10 times ROI on your marketing dollars. Our clients are crushing this. The weekend will feature a three-track format focusing on internal, external, and digital lead generation. Bring your team. Everyone in your practice is a marketer. Let us inspire and equip them to help you fill your schedule book with more qualified new patients. October 6th and 7th in Phoenix, October 27th and 28th in Adelaide. Click the link in the show notes here or go to the remarkablepractice.com events page and register your team today. We'll see you in October. 
Jeff, on the search part, which is the third phase of the third, the third stage of the Remarkable Launch Program, you know, so many docs show up and they just don't even know what questions to ask you, right? So they're on the search. We've now got a vision and we've captured it into a plan. Now we're going to start looking for our ideal locations. What are the questions that these doctors need to be asking themselves to make sure that they hone in on the ideal location? Well, the, the one key thing is I try and get conveyed to my clients is that what they don't want to get caught up in is that their very first practice doesn't have to be their dream practice per se. They're, they need to find a location that is in the area they want to be in that provides them good visibility where they can build their brand and separate themselves apart from the other chiropractors in the market. But it doesn't have to be 2,500 square feet and perfectly laid out and the Taj Mahal, so to speak, of practices. It needs to be in a spot where they can really build their brand within the community, separate themselves apart. Because one of your largest expenses when you're starting a practice is your rent's going to be your overhead. So I always like to say, hey, if, it were, if I were going to open my practice tomorrow, I'd be working really hard to try and fit 10 pounds in a five pound bag. It's not a bad problem to be able to see 500 people in a 1200 square foot space, even though it might feel cramped. I'd rather that than trying to see 500 people in a 3000 square foot space. So that is a you big know, thing to think about. I literally had this conversation with one of our clients who was looking to open another practice. We were deciding between two spots. One was you use the numbers almost exactly. One was about 1200 square feet. It was just over. One was just under 2,500 square feet. It was, and it was, he was going to put two associate doctors in there but they were going to alternate. So it was only going to be one doctor in there at a time. Right. And I know what their volume was and how they practice their techniques. So, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm an informed advisor here in this conversation. Right. So my question to him immediately was how many parking spaces do you have? <laughs> like, so he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, that's a more important determining factor for, you know, as far as I was concerned uh, between the two, because, you know, parking is such a big deal. Um, everybody worries about like signage, but it's more about like, location, egress, regress, how easy it is to get to your practice, the flow, and man, the parking associated with the space, right? So number I direct this guy, number one thing, right? Yeah. So number one thing is a, it's a, it'll be your number one pain point and it's going to kick your ass every single day if you don't get it right, right? Yeah. So it was literally a determining factor for where we ended up. I think we had the biggest parking lot in chiropractic at one point. It was, it was like being at the mall, right? A huge building, huge parking lot it was awesome. Some people are operating and trying to figure out how to run a successful practice with eight parking spots available to them and three of them are the doctor and the two team members, right? So it's like looking at those two spaces, you're right. I would rather have the compression issue of dealing with a smaller space for now, especially for starters. Mm -hmm. Start small, max it out and know that you've got a three to five year run before you're going to be calling us again and saying, hey, guys, I'm ready to create that practice of my dream, my permanent location, move into that. 25 or 2,800 square foot space so that you and your two associate doctors and your 28 parking spaces available to you. Like, so that's where you take the time to find that right spot, get in there and make sure that you are setting yourself up for the next 15 years of growth inside of that business. So I always tell the doctor, Hey, whenever you're out looking at spaces, always put the hat out of your patient on. Was it hard to find you? Was it hard to find a place to park? Was it I mean, most of your, most of your clients are coming to get chiropractic care. What I've come to find is when it's convenient for them on the way to work, on their lunch hour, on the way home from work, you know, and they're coming for a, a, their time in your office is very minimal. The last thing you want to be doing is giving, it's taking them 20 minutes to find a parking spot for a 10 minute adjustment. 
right? That nothing's going to upset them more. And all of a sudden they stop thinking about the great care they're getting. And they're thinking about the hassle it is to get that great care. And that's the last thing you want because then they become, they fall apart and they move that's, on. That's exactly right. So every single point of resistance is friction, right? So we want to try to knock down as much of the friction as possible, knock the corners off of the patient's experience. So make sure that you have a place that's sufficient for you to deliver excellent care, right? So don't try to shoehorn yourself into 600 square feet like my sister-in-law did in downtown Stockholm. <laughs> we had to get her out of there as quickly as possible, right? That might be a <laughs> tough bag to fit the 10 pounds in. <laughs> <laughs> Could you hold this x-ray while I adjust this other patient? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it was just crazy. That was the smallest practice I've ever seen. Dr. Patricia, if you're listening right now, I'm teasing you, uh, but it was literally 600 square feet. So get the smallest practice where you know that it's going to be sufficient for you as well as size goes and make sure you got adequate parking for you know the planning process. It's going to be more about the optimization of that space and making sure that you're super clear, again, going back to your vision and your practice plan, you know exactly how that business is going to work. You know exactly how that practice is going to flow and you design the practice so it's really efficient and effective with plenty of parking, right? So, all right, so the build-out. Now we just talked about plan. Talk to me about the build-out. How important is it that you have plenty of forethought and you get this right the first time so that you're not doing what I did, which was spend so many weekends with a sawzall in your hand trying to fix <laughs> something that you, yeah, that you, yeah, in some misstep in the design process. Yeah, and, and you hit the nail on the head right there, no pun intended, for understanding what how you want to build the space out because the most expensive part of a build out is when you start doing change orders is what you just, you build a plan, you get a budget and then you're like, Oh wait, I think I want these lights, not those lights. And then I want this countertop, not that countertop. All of a sudden the budget that you had and you spent all the time with, it just went out the window and now you're over your, over your head and, and your construction has gone up is way more than you were willing to spend at that time. So understanding those costs and having that vision of your layout and your space plan is critical. And remember, as I said, we're not building the Taj Mahal. You're building, you want to build a very comfortable space where your clients feel comfortable being there while not overspending. And there's a lot of different ways you can do that by value engineering each construction project using consultants that understand the process so that you are meeting your patient's needs, but still staying within a budget that is not going to take all of your financing that you just received. Because in, in real estate, everything you're going to be doing, it's all done on a dollar per square foot basis. Your construction costs, your lease rate, everything is down to that dollar per square foot. So exponentially, if you go up 200 feet, you just went up exponentially at, on a dollar per square foot basis of what your rent's going to cost you, what your construction costs are going to cost you, which could really put you in a, in a bad position. You don't want to be laying in bed at night, looking at the ceiling going, how am I going to pay the rent? Right. Or how am I going to, how am I going to afford this project or get this business off the ground? Because I just put all my money into construction. You know, it, it can't be overstated that, you know, this planning process and having surrounding yourself with no, you know, knowledgeable experts who have done this a thousand times, it, it can't be overemphasized because mistakes here get really expensive really fast, right? So don't kid yourself. There's going to be lots of things that you do not understand about this process or don't know about the process. As much as you have a clear vision, there will be, there'll be things that you've there, there that you've overlooked that you're like, Oh man, I didn't even th think about that. You need the right person asking the right question, which is why, you know, our remarkable experts are so valuable to us, right? So we have surrounded ourselves with great, remarkable experts inside of TRP, you know, every, everything we do comes with a, with a deep bench of 
experts who we trust, who are vetted experts in the space and the Remarkable Launch Program, you know, we have been blessed with awesome partners, right? People that are trusted experts that we can refer to, you know, from the design side and floor plans and look and feel, et cetera, like all those things that add up, like you said, really, really quickly, man, I just so appreciate our Remarkable experts. I remember talking to my wife about the Remarkable Launch Program and, and she was like, you know, she was like, wow, that's spectacular. It sounds like it's really complicated. There's like a, this, this really well organized. There's so much detail in there. And she's like, you know, I'm amazed that you know everything about all of these things. And I was like, oh, make no mistake about it. I was like, I don't know everything. I know everything you need to know. And I know somebody who knows it. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to is surrounding yourself with experts who are like, wait a minute, I live in this space and I'll tell you exactly how to set up that floor plan tell you exactly how to do that build out. I'll tell you exactly how to set up your technology, your infrastructure, et cetera. Right. So please don't try to do this on your own because you'll be disappointed with the outcome and you'll end up, you know, spending more money. Right. So spend the money you're going to lose, hire the people in the front end to do this. Right. So we're talking about designers. We're talking about architects. We're talking about like a professional floor plan designer. We're talking about finding general contractors. Uh, there may be engineers involved, putting in x-ray units, Jeff, I mean, ultimately, how critical is it that you work with the right people? Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's incredibly critical. I mean, everyone's heard the you know the penny wise pound foolish adage, right? And it couldn't be more prominent when you're opening up your own business. I mean, the the amount of practices I've opened that I mentioned, a significant amount of those have were docs that went and did their own deal the first time. They're coming to me five, seven years in practice, going to look for that next location. And they're saying, Jeff, I screwed this all up the first time. I spent way too much money. I made all these mistakes. I should have started the way you and I are going to start right now because there are so many little things that you don't know. You know chiropractic. You might not know construction costs and hiring the right planners and the right layouts and working with the right business management team or the marketing team that you'll be working for. And all these things will be critical to your success. And you'll find that the the time you spend with them is only going to exponentially increase the income that your practice will bring in. Right. So as we move into this fifth and final stage of the launch, you know, in the remarkable practices, we call the launch season is your first year of practice, right? But the launch is the official, like, let's kick it off. Let's get it open and let's do our, let's do our soft launch. Let's open the door. Let's be open for business. You know, just as we get to this part of the conversation, it's important that we, I think, take it from the perspective of this starts with a marketing process, right? So there's a marketing process that's critically important here to make sure that when you do open, you know, there is a demand for your services. You don't want to like focus totally on building this beautiful, perfect office and everything's ready to go. And you're like, okay, I'm open. Come on in, everybody. <laughs> it's like, uh, sorry. Yeah. I mean, you're not like the Starbucks that a community has been waiting to open for the last 10 years. And finally, you know, everybody watched you being built for 10 months, right? So you have to take this from a, a marketing and a marketer's perspective, right? So you've got to be building up some energy around this which means that you've got to have, you got to get clarity on your branding, as I said, and the brand messaging and your, you know, when you're putting together like your look and feel and your, and your logo and your colors and all that sort of thing. That's a, that's a big process because you're going to live in it. You're going to establish a digital footprint, right? So you're going to have your website, which of course you want to have optimized with your content marketing strategy, your social media presence, your Facebook, Instagram, your Twitter, your luck, your LinkedIn, your, Maybe you're on TikTok as well. Right? So wherever you are, you got email marketing that's going on. Like all of these things, these are all the moving parts that are going to allow you to be an effective marketer as you get into Google My Business and Google ads and Facebook ads. And you start really marketing 
first and foremost, the existence of your practice. Then it's a shift to focused on the launch of your practice and the opening of your practice. And then you refocus on the, what I would consider the anchor campaigns of your business and, you know, your constant evergreen, always on marketing, et cetera, et cetera. So Jeff, this is a massive undertaking just to get ready for the launch. You know, we recommend that you do a soft launch, that you open up for business, get your processes and procedures. I love for people to start with at least one team member. So that needs to be in your budget. You need to have marketing experts in your budget. Those are typically contractors, not employees, but I like you opening up with a team member, with an employee. It's incredibly difficult to try to do this on your own. So for those of you who are thinking, oh, I'm going to totally do this on a shoot string and bootstrap this thing and run super lean. What I'll tell you right now is somebody who's just been living in this space for 30 years, you're just going to slow everything down, right? So spend the money you're going to lose, build a team, start with that right first hire, who's your complement and skill set, personality and energy, and just plan on opening up that practice with you and one really committed, dedicated Swiss army knife of, of a CA, most likely. That might be your spouse. It might be your mother-in-law. Who knows? But don't try to do this on your own. Jeff, it's incredibly important that we launch strong. Yes. And, and to that end, uh, and you brought up the bootstrap, and I really think the bootstrapping ties in to the timeline of when you are going to be opening that practice. There, there's going to be 60 to 90 days of construction going on. What can you be doing to help your practice thrive from day one? That's The bootstrap part is out talking to people, educating people like I was educated. It resonates. The principle resonates with people. Once you start showing them your bullet points of the things that chiropractic can help you with, People don't even have any idea it helps with allergies. There's People need to be educated. That's when you're going door to door and you're doing your farmer's markets. You're doing all these events. That's bootstrapping. That's where you're getting in front of people. You're educating them. And then it spreads like wildfire. You, someone's telling their brother, hey, I spoke with this chiropractor. You're not even going to believe what the value of getting under a principal care chiropractor is and meeting with offices, buying them lunch, doing all these little things, you're going to find it's going to present a lot of value to the growth of your practice. And day one, you, you're going to have all these people on the books and be able to open in with a flurry. 100%. You know, so when we opened, we had nothing but debt. <laughs> we had nothing but debt, time, energy, and focus, but no money. And we knew that we had to get out there and we had to grip and grin. You know, we wanted to meet everybody in our community. And, you know, we just, we just made it our mission. Uh, that in that first 90 days that every single, we would go out there, we we're going to meet as many people as possible. And everybody that we met, they were going to know who we were, what we did and why we did it. So yep. Jeff Halberg, our remarkable launch expert, man, just on behalf of chiropractic and chiropractors and frankly, humanity, thank you for all that you're doing for helping us reach more people, helping us help more people, help more people, man. I so appreciate you, buddy. And it's an honor to be partnered with you in the remarkable launch program. Uh, for anybody who's um, interested in getting their hands on that infographic, 21-step infographic, there's a link in there down below. And also, if you'd be interested in learning more about our Remarkable Launch Program, let's jump on a call. Let's talk about it. There's a link in the show notes here as well. You can jump on a call with us and we'll tell you all about the Remarkable Launch Program. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. I appreciate it. Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. 
Chiro Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. Please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our remarkable success partner dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people. Enjoy. All right, CEOs. So today I am honored to be in the studio with a good friend of mine, colleague of ours, and a remarkable CEO running a remarkable business, serving our profession that we love, chiropractic. Uh, please help me welcome back. He's not a first-time guest. This is a multiple uh, you know, guest type uh, guest I've got right here. We bring him back quarterly, it seems, or at least once or twice a year. Uh, Dr. Eric Kowalki uh, from SCED, as well as from Higher Health Chiropractic, which is an incredible clinic or group of clinics that I get to uh, work with as well. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Absolutely. Excited to be here, guys. So Dr. Eric, you and I were just chatting even before we get in in this meeting about our families, because you have a large family as well as I do, and really about being an intentional father and being intentional, right? And you said something to me that really hit me um, that I want to just note because it speaks to your character. It also speaks to who you are as a person, but also I believe how you run your life and business, which is you talked about what it's going to be like when my kids are older, my age, looking back over how their childhood was, I'm thinking about them then and what they're going to be saying and asking and stories are going to tell. And I thought that was just so powerful. I just wanted to just share that with everyone, because I think what you're saying is you have to have a vision, a perspective that goes beyond the, the present. You have to be able to see farther down the road. And I think that, you know, and you're leaving a legacy with everything that you do in your personal life and in your business. And I think that's a really good starting place for our conversation today, because we're talking about making decisions, decisions that are going to impact the people's lives today, but also the future uh, of chiropractic, future, the future for humanity in so many ways. And, and winning or losing a person or a family can come down to as just poor communication in many ways. It can come down to a missed call or missing connecting with people or things being a little bit too challenging in the health space. And we lose the opportunity to serve somebody. So I don't know if you wanted to share any more about that, just because that was just something that really impacted me when you said it. And I feel like this is a CEO podcast. We're talking to leaders here and these yeah. things really matter. So I don't know if you want to uh, just say anything about that and then we can uh, get to it as well. Maybe we need to start a remarkable father podcast. <laughs> 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 We're just talking about this stuff all the time. Uh, no, it is. I mean, you, uh, you know, as I read books and I just communicate and connect with other, other men, there's a lot of things that were screwed up about their childhood and their father relationship that are still affecting them as, you know, decades later as they're grown men and how they treat their kids. And it just made me think, wow, what, what I do intentionally now with my kid is going to affect how, you know, his whole life and like his, his, how he reacts to scenarios, how he communicates with his wife, how he communicates with his kids. You know, there's stuff that we do that our dads just did, you know, whether intentionally or unintentionally, but that's just how they raised us. And we just naturally are just like, well, that's all I know. Cause that's how my dad raised me. Well, what are we doing now intentionally or unintentionally that our kids are going to say the same thing 10, 20 years from now. And I think it's just fun to know that you can shape the next generation, starting even with your own children um, about being intentional. So if you're, a, if you're a father 
uh, you know, listening to this podcast, the, the book that we were discussing and referencing was The Intentional Father by John Tyson. And then there's another one, Raising a Modern Day Knight. And there's several other, but those two touch on it really good to just start to think about, you know, we're, we're intentional about our spiritual relationship with God. We're intentional about our, our marriage, you know, like connecting and making sure our, our spouse relationship is always thriving and growing. And then the next phase of this is with our family and our, and our kids and making sure we're turning boys into men intentionally. Yeah. So good. I love that word intentional and the word shaping, right? And that's ultimately what, you know, we have been entrusted with. We talk about, you know, the, the patient journey, they go from seeker to a believer, and then from a believer to an understander, understander to a promoter, an advocate. And, you know, it's really about a shaping process. You've studied the story cycle, right? We get their story, we share our story, we shape their story and we send them, right? So there's this whole journey that goes full circle and, and, and it's the same for our families and, and all the relationships. So I love this. Like you said, we could start a, a podcast just for that. So maybe we'll have to come back <laughs> around and, and, and revisit that. But you, you did also talk about something earlier before we actually pressed uh, record here. We talked about this idea of the word convenience, right? A lot of times, you know, um, that word convenience is an interesting word, right? I, the first word that comes to my mind when I hear convenience is a convenience store, but, and that's not necessarily, uh, you know, a positive, but then I think of convenience, like you and I are in two totally different States. And right now we're communicating, not just on the phone, but virtually, and we're creating a video and an audio. And we're going to turn this into a YouTube little video. We're going to turn this into a podcast. It's going to be some on a bunch of different platforms. That's a convenience as well. And that's being used for good. And so what I, I want you to unpack just some of the concepts that you shared with me today about being an inconvenient business model in a convenience driven world. Oh, man, um, can, can you, can you talk about that? Yeah. I mean, if you look at the world we live in and just, you know, speaking our, our life is, you know, we, my, my daughter was baking, baking something for school the other day. And, you know, we have six kids who are running all over the place and she jumps on whatever the app is where you can order groceries and within an hour, the groceries at our door so she can bake her things and we didn't have to leave the house, you know? And that's just life. So y'all live in the same thing with Costco, Target, like you order your mobile stuff at Starbucks. Everything is like instant and convenient nowadays. And as a, as a business owner and a CEO and even running our chiropractic business, our clientele, that's their life too. So if we're not intentionally making it convenient for them to seek care in our office, to contact us, to communicate with us, to schedule with us, then we're inherently making it less convenient or inconvenient for them. And if you're, if you're looking at a, a business that's either growing or dying, a growing business is a business that's intentionally making it more convenient for their clients and in turn making a better experience versus making it inconvenient. I mean, how many of us do want to do want to invest in another business or in a relationship with a doctor knowing that it's going to be less convenient and more inconvenient. And I'll give you, I was on this mastermind last week with uh, all these companies that are doing stuff in health communications around the world. And they're all speaking the same language. And, and the stat that they did, they researched like hundred thousand patients and they found that over 40% of them would switch providers if they didn't offer the communication that they wanted, which was SMS. So if, if the provider wouldn't use text messaging, they would switch providers to another provider just because of that, which I was like, holy wow. cow, I, I didn't expect that. I mean, I personally would 
wouldn't, I mean, I guess, but with, with a chiropractic office, they're coming to us a lot. I mean, it's got to be convenient for their life. Like scheduling has to be convenient. Their life is just ever evolving and changing and windstorms are coming and knocking down trees in their yard and like things are happening that they need to like, oh, I need to pivot and, and you know, change my appointment to Thursday instead of Tuesday afternoon. Well, most chiropractors, you guys, you know, you're open 25 hours a week for adjusting. So you answer your phones 25, maybe 30 hours a week. So you're only out of, a, out of an entire week's time frame. You're only available to take a call or communicate 30 hours a week. That's very inconvenient for your clients and your patients. The reason that we're not open more is because it becomes inconvenient to us. So I think we, the, yeah. the, the history is, well, if I open up more hours, it's inconvenient to me. It's inconvenient to my lifestyle. If I hire somebody to answer the phone, that costs me more money, you know, and it's it's less convenient for me. So it's you, it's been a trade off up to this point. I'm like, okay, well, I, it's convenient as as much as I can make it for them without inconveniencing my life. That's why we created Sked because now Sked is like your automated virtual CA. So let's hire somebody. This system, this computerized system that we created that can communicate and can manage your schedule, can automate some of your communication, keeping it authentic in who you are, real time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So now my clients and my patients can interact with my office, schedule, reschedule all at the same time on a Sunday afternoon at four o'clock. And it's not inconveniencing me at all. I can do whatever I want. And I think the last I looked, the cost of schedule to do that's like less than $2 an hour or something. So for $2 an hour, I can hire this software to manage this for me. And that's just the way everything is going. And I think that's why I just love talking about it so much because I can sit back and I know this is happening in my own office right now and I don't have to do it. And it, it brings a smile to my face. <laughs> well, I, I, I can feel it. You know, I can hear it in your voice. So I can I can feel it uh, in your energy and, and, I, and I sense it because it's actually happening for you real time. So maybe share with uh, our listeners um, so you you have developed Sked, and that's that's one company. You also have a chiropractic office. So talk a little bit about that, and just, you know, so so everybody who's listening, it's like, okay, this is actually being used real time for by me and my team. And you have your basically you have your testing built into your life. Your beta and alpha and all the levels of testing are all happening real time in the house. Um, so can you just talk a little bit about what you guys are up to in, in maybe both the business or the different businesses, those two businesses at least? Yeah, great question. So we, my wife and I opened in 2011 in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and uh, we grew really fast as a single doc office. Got to a thousand a week on our own with Dr. Pete. I think you did too. There's only I'll probably count on one hand, the number of docs that I, I know of that have done that totally through God's grace. And I don't even know, I, I couldn't read reproduce it to this day. I don't know how it actually happened, but you know, Sked was birthed out of that. You know, we just had 45 minute waits. We were in 1300 square feet. People were waiting on their car outside. Phone was ringing off the hook for appointment scheduling and rescheduling. And we're like, oh my gosh, we just need a, we need something better. You know, we had our EHR system that was built to take accurate patient notes and bill insurance. That's what it was created to do really well. It wasn't created to schedule really well and communicate with our practice members really well and create convenience for them, right? So we developed SCED to create the convenience. And I, I, it, it wasn't like 
at the time when I created Sked, if this could, if it could only, they told me I could build it for like 50 grand. I really haven't shared this very much, but they said for $50,000, you could build this whole app. And I was like, done, let's do it. If it only works for me, it's going to be worth it. Five years later and $8 million later, <laughs> now we got the product that you see before us. So if somebody else would have told me, we'll, we'll create this thing for 8 million bucks and you only got to pay 300 something a month to use it. I'd be like, okay, I'll just pay, I'll just pay you to, to make this and I'll pay the 300 bucks and use the software. But that's what it started as a scheduling app. You know, like let, let's create an app that they can, they can see their appointments, they can schedule, they can reschedule for their whole family. And it syncs real time with my EHR and it works the way I want it to work. So if I hired a CA, um, Mary, and I want to train Mary, who's your remarkable CA, Mary, ironically enough, and I say, Mary, okay, this, when somebody calls, schedule here and don't overbook these. And if there's a new patient here, this is how many adjustments, you know, like you would train a team member and they're going to do the best they can to make that schedule perfect. We just created SCED in the back end of SCED so you can code it to do the exact same thing like you would train Mary. You create a system and you say, this is what you can do and this is what you can't do. These are the appointment codes. This is the criteria. And then it just goes to work 24 hours a day and gives them, gives the patient the ability to access to that convenience without sacrificing your compliance and the rules and everything around your office in order for you to get the best results. And that's, you know, in our office now, we have seven providers, two locations. Uh, we see 1,700 visits a week. A lot is going on. And SCED is the intricate network that runs and connects that whole thing. And, and every feature that comes out is just one more thing that we, we create because we need help and we need to leverage technology to help free us up. So uh, our life is more convenient and my CAs can interact with the patients coming in the door um, and do what they do best and create those, you know, person to person interactions and those relationships that drive um, conversion and retention and let the technology kind of handle the stuff behind the scenes that the patient desires. So good. I have so many more questions, things I want to talk to you about, but I, I know for time's sake, I just wanted to ask one more. So when I, when I hear it, it's like set it and forget it. It's not set it and forget it. It's set it. And it keeps working 24 seven, but talk a little bit about things that are coming maybe down the pipe, you know, this year, 2023 going ahead. I mean, you guys are continuing to add things to the capabilities of SCED. It seems that's what I'm keep, keep seeing and hearing. So anything that you want to share today, you don't have to, but if there's anything to add, you know, to share already what you described, it's like game over. Like, where were you when I was doing a thousand a week with you, man? I felt the same way. Where were you when I really needed you? You're there now for all of us who really need you and everybody's listening. So yeah, any, anything new that you're up to right now you want to share, talk about? Yeah, so so I'm glad you brought up said it and forget it because this is, you know, two years ago, if you just had a, a regular text message appointment reminder, like, hey, Pete, look forward to seeing you at three o'clock tomorrow, you know, and it went out like a day before or something, that was good enough. But if you look in your, even in your iPhone now, they have different categories of, they have people you know and people you don't know. And you get texts from people you don't know. Business texting now and political texting and texting for capital and like all this garbage that people don't, they used to see text messages as my friends. It's starting to drift into like email now where, where you know, you don't see email as these are my friends. You see it as this is work and business and people spamming me. So some of SMS and texting is becoming that now. So this year we launched a concierge service as part of SCED where our team will customize your appointment reminders every single week for you. So every single week for the whole year, 
will change your appointment reminder. So it's not just, hey, Pete, we'll see you at three o'clock. And it becomes white noise because the whole point of an appointment reminder is to get them to show up and increase your show up rate. So we track all these metrics. So if our show up rate's going down, well, we're sending an appointment reminder out, but then we get people that are like, oh, I never saw it. I'm like, well, you clicked, you, you can't not see it. I mean, shows up as a red bubble on your phone that says one, you know? So you had to, you had to have seen it. You just didn't, it didn't process because it's the same one every day for a year. So our team customizes those through the whole year based on themes, whatever. So now it's March Madness. So there'll be like a, an emoji basketball on it and something about March Madness and we can't wait to see you. And it, it evokes an emotion from them. So they see it, they smile, it creates this like bond between them and your office. They see you as something that they enjoy and they like. Um, and that emotion that, that it creates through a, a simple text message. So that, that's where our company really differentiates itself is we experience the pain in our own office. So we're like, okay, we're seeing the number drop. What can we do to make it better? This, when we change it every week, it makes a huge difference. So let's create a product within SCAD, a concierge service that does this for any office that wants it. And that's just where we keep going as, as we customize our product for chiropractors. Oh man, already just even you saying that, I'm like, that's brilliant. It's so cool. And sign me up. I want concierge only. <laughs> uh, whatever, whatever is the best, I want that. Because, you know, like you said, you know, the, the experience of being a patient is it, it's be it's outside of the just the two minutes that you're with me in the adjusting room it's it's everything that you get when you encounter my brand and anything that and and what i love about sked is it represents the brand my brand well to the standard that i want my brand that's what i always think i'm like man sked they brand well they represent the brand of chiropractic well and that's what i represent when you come in you experience me and my team and this experience in this office and every capacity it's like man these people are excellent they're on top of it they know what they're doing like they pay attention to the details and that's the level that i see coming from you guys and you just keep taking it to the next level with the innovation love it uh, all right so how do our listeners um learn more take a next step if somebody wants to you know talk to somebody get a demo what, what, what are the next steps to take yeah if you're if you're interested this sounds like man, this would be so nice for, for our clinic or my business. You really need to just get on a call with our team so they can see like, what do you, where, where's your biggest pain points? You know, like what, what can help you the most? Sked has, you know, we go through features for two hours, ton of stuff to help automate your clinic and create a, a great tech experience for your patients. So you, you just got to get on a strategy call. You can book it by going to uh, sked.life, S-K-E-D. Sked is slang for scheduling, if anybody uh, wanted to know that. Uh, sked.life, L-I-F-E. So you just go out there, click set up strategy call. If you don't want to do that, you can just send us an email, info at sked.life. Uh, you can send it to me if you have a question specifically on something that we do to run our practice. That's Dr. Eric, D-R-E-R-I-K at sked.life. Those are the best ways to get a hold of us. And our team will jump on with you to show you, you know, the stuff that is going to help you the most. And, and our team white gloves the whole thing. So that's the, well, once you start, it's not like you need a whole other person to like get this all up and going for you. We hired an entire team. We have 10 support people that that's their job is to train and onboard and set all this up for you, all your appointments, all your reminders, like create the whole thing and white glove the whole experience for you. So just know that it, the, the, the whole experience is great. So again, what I love about this as we wrap is this birth from a place of pain, scar tissue, right? We always like to say we teach from scar, scar tissue. We also develop businesses and solutions from pain. And what, the pain that you've experienced 
everyone that's listening has experienced and is experiencing to some degree right now. And in these very quickly changing days and times that we live in, uh, we have to stay on that cutting edge on that under the bell curve so that we continue to stay relevant. And you guys are doing that. So thank you for doing that. We talk about as CEOs, remember CEOs, we leverage technology, you know, training and systems and people. These are things we leverage the value that, you know, a genius of a human or a, a technology or a system uh, can bring to the table and that training does. And that's what this is. So it's in alignment with what we teach as CEOs, what we should be doing to become remarkable CEOs and build more remarkable businesses. So Dr. Eric, thank you for being a remarkable CEO. Thank you for being a remarkable success partner, a platinum partner with the remarkable practice. We're super grateful for you and super honored to be aligned with you and continue serving our great profession, advancing this profession forward so we can help more people, make a bigger impact, restore health to humanity, which is our ultimate vision and purpose here at the Remarkable uh, Practice, Remarkable CEO. So thanks for joining us. You guys heard where to get in contact. You can go to sked.life and book a strategy call or email them at info at sked.life. Or if you want to get to Dr. Eric directly, Dr. Eric at sked dot life and uh, dr eric thanks for joining me i look forward to uh reconnecting with you i'm sure here again soon enjoy the family and uh, god bless you and all for all of you who are listening thanks for joining us and, and tuning in and i look forward to picking it up next week on the next episode of the remarkable ceo podcast until then god bless everyone have a remarkable week thanks for listening to this episode of the remarkable ceo podcast remember what the world needs now is chiropractic and what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.